Last week on this show, we had pro better Las Vegas, Chris, another good friend of mine. Denver plus six and a half was one of the sides that he really liked. We could have given Chris 46 and a half points with Denver, and it still wouldn't have come within a field goal of covering. So I know that's an extreme result, but really to tee this up, much more interested in the process uh, than any one result here. So to that end, Jason, take it away on a side that you like for this week. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to uh, to jump into it where like, you know, it's all about probabilities and we're, we're just trying to figure out what might be undervalued. I really like the Seahawks this week. I think uh, the Giants last year had a lot of success in the regular season, you know, and in the playoff game. They won a lot of games, but they got absolutely crushed in the first down, first down differentials. They let up a lot of first down, first downs. They did not achieve that many first down, first downs. The Seahawks, you know, they have their own issues, but Ken Walker is right now on the leaderboard of first down, first downs. What is he on running backs? He is, he is, he's eighth, seventh. He's seventh in running backs. And uh, even Charbonnet has actually a decent amount. So I, I really like the Seahawks. They're getting plus one right now, which I thought I was really surprised at. If I, if I, uh, I would have gone, I would go money line Seahawks or even a little more aggressive bet and go uh, minus odds. But certainly in like a minus one ten, I'm going Seahawks for sure. Yeah, I wonder if you might even want to look at an alternative point spread. Thinking if, yeah. if the Seahawks were a short favorite earlier in the weekend, it seemed logical then. Now, if there's a couple extra points, the line has moved in the Giants' direction for some reason. Um, laying a little bit with Seattle might not be the worst way that you can go. Definitely. That's 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 how I'm feeling about this game. And I don't know. I, it, Saquon, I guess, it could, could show up, and maybe that changes the whole dynamic. But I like the Seahawks a lot in that. Yeah, I, I just feel like Saquon hasn't changed a ton with the Giants recently. I know he's been beat up physically, and in this return from an ankle injury, should he be in the lineup this week, I'm not sure he would make a, a full vintage Saquon impact. So I, I feel pretty safe there. I, I think is Andrew Thomas the guy the Giants are getting back? That might be a more impactful return to the team, but still not enough to overshadow what I think I've heard from a lot of really sharp voices in the space, echoing your thoughts, giving Seattle a good look this week. So can't fault that logic at all. And I will stick in the NFC. I'm looking at the Saints this week, laying three, and there is some juice now attached to that number. Saints hosting Tampa Bay. I'm seeing some minus three, minus 120 out there. Some books are up to three and a half already at reduced fig. So consider this good up to Saints minus three and a half at even money. And I heard really compelling cases from Hitman and Rob Pozzola on Forward Progress, as well as Sharp Clark on the Move the Line podcast this week. Basically, some of the key points being that Jameis Winston not a major downgrade from Derek Carr, especially with Winston being an above average backup and Derek Carr hadn't really hit his groove with the saints yet. So I don't think we're in store for a major drop off under center for new Orleans. Tampa Bay secondary could see quite a drop off with some injuries they're dealing with. That's a bit of a mismatch against New York, excuse me, New York. You've got me thinking about the giants here, uh, new Orleans wide receivers, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, the saints offense could really, do quite well here, especially with Alvin Kamara returning. That That's kind of an under-the-radar factor here that could be quite impactful right out of the gate. On the other side of the ball, the Saints defense, I think, has quite a few edges over Tampa's offense. Baker Mayfield had a return to reality game on Monday night against Philly. And Tampa Bay, while they didn't look great on Monday against the Eagles and got kind of exposed there, they did benefit from some pretty misleading final scores in weeks one and two at Minnesota and at home with a late pick six against the Bears to lock in that cover. So I think the Bucks got a little bit inflated early on this season. 
I was part of that. Full disclosure, I was on them last week, but I'm ready to pivot based on what I've seen and, and adjust based on what we're getting week by week here in the NFL. And just because I bet on Tampa in week three doesn't mean I'm unwilling to bet against them in week four. Again, I think there's value on New Orleans. Let's say minus three, minus 120 still out there. Good up to minus three and a half at even money. Jason, any thoughts on Saints Bucks this weekend? I'm totally with you. That was that was on my list for sure. Uh, Kamara coming back, I think, is you know that's a that's a good uh, variable here. It can like it can only be positive. I, I think um, the the running back by committee might still persist, but whatever. You now have this explosive potentially receiving back um, to round out Shahid. I love Michael Thomas. I was, he was my like bold prediction for this year. I ranked him really high in my wide receiver rankings. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I mean, if they're healthy and it's 2018, we're loving it. Right. But I even think in 2023, they could, they could do a lot. And like you said, Jameis Winston, Derek, Derek Carr, is there really much of a difference? I'm not sure. I think, uh, I think you're, you're spot on. All right. Well, we will keep our fingers crossed with the Seahawks and the Saints against the spread this week. Jason, let's also move on and talk some teasers and full disclosure on the show. Through three weeks, just one and two on my end with the official teaser plays. I managed to lose not one, but both legs last week, teasing the Jags with the Ravens. And one thing I prefaced in the preseason when the season was about to get going, Especially early on, there are a lot of unknowns here. The market's less efficient than it is later on in the season. So with teasers inherently being bets against variance, I think edges are still there for the taking, but I would encourage managing the bankroll accordingly for now. I personally plan to increase my teaser staking as the season progresses and the market gets more efficient. So it doesn't mean there can't be value, but it doesn't mean that we should be unloading on anything just because it looks like an enticing teaser at this time of year. When I look at the classic teaser model of teams crossing through both three and seven, good up to minus 120. We've got a quartet of options this week for people who are with us live before Thursday night football kicks off at Lambeau Field. The Packers are an option up to plus eight hosting the Lions. Then on Sunday, we've got the Eagles down to minus two hosting Washington, Tennessee up to plus eight and a half hosting Cincinnati. And with some recent Jets money, Kansas City can be teased down to minus two and a half at the Jets. I'm wondering if Chiefs corner Jalen Watson not practicing today after full practice yesterday, maybe a surprise injury, shaking up some confidence in the Chiefs defense could have something to do with that. I don't know. Again, I've been traveling on a business trip, trying to keep up with things, and this very recently happened. But I was not disappointed to see the Chiefs re-enter teaser territory. Jason, among those options or perhaps anything else that stands out to you, where are you looking in far as far as teaser opportunities are concerned on this week's board? I, I'm, I like the Chiefs, like you said. I... Uh... <laughs> Like I'm in, I was in New York uh, City on Sunday, and the Jets game was on, and it was just the saddest thing. <laughs> it is just they have no juice, that no like nothing going on on offense. I don't see how the the Chiefs don't don't uh, get that. I like the Raiders. I know that wasn't one of the teams you mentioned. Um, I'm sorry, uh, you know they're going up against your Chargers, but I think that there is some really interesting. Uh, dynamics there i guess that's assuming that jimmy g is healthy i i uh he looks Devonte's way every time i think josh jacobs is uh underperforming in like a totally unsustainable way i think he'll find it and have a great game so i would go chiefs minus 2.5 and maybe uh raiders with i guess a lot more whether that be uh 
looks like the line is five right five now. Five and a half, yeah. The money's trickled in. Things are looking good for Jimmy G to go this week as of the latest news I've seen. So, yeah, six points will get you to 11 there. So that's that would be my teaser pick, yeah. All right, the, the Chargers, the team that first down, first down loves to hate. I can't really <laughs> fault the logic, so I can't say I'm totally surprised to see that. I will say that as far as my selection goes, it's often a process of elimination on my end. And I'll just cross the Packers off right now, not because I don't think there's any merit to teasing them, but because that game will have gone final before the show's released in podcast form. So that wouldn't be fair for the larger audience to include that. I would say that Tennessee has the makings of a good teaser leg with Burrow being compromised, but I consider it just a touch weaker than the Eagles and the Chiefs. So I'll, I'll stay with you on the Chiefs and also throw in the Eagles minus two hosting Washington. Basically a case of two vastly superior teams needing to do little more than win outright. And maybe some bias on my end after having some exposure on both Sam Howell and Zach Wilson in last week's betting portfolio. I might be a bit too eager to bet against them this time around. One thing I'll note from a math standpoint, not the most sexy part of betting, but I think the most valuable at times, a money line parlay right now on Kansas City and Philadelphia is going to cost you in the range of minus 185. You can tease these teams at a lot of books at minus 120. So it is possible that there's a one or two point win that means the money line parlay hits and the teaser doesn't. But I think that is well worth the trade off to save 65 cents here and just go with the teaser. So let's go on my end with Philadelphia minus two hosting Washington, Kansas City minus two and a half at the Jets. And unofficially, I'd say for those who can shop around three team six point teasers at plus 170 or better are out there at quite a few shops. And in that case, I could not fault the idea of going Philly, Kansas City, as well as Tennessee up to plus eight and a half hosting Cincinnati. Jason, we've talked sides. We've talked teasers. Now let's get into your wheelhouse and talk some props. Um, another chance to really highlight the power of first down, first down. So what would you say would be your official prop for week four in the NFL? Official prop. You know, last week I uh, I hit pretty well on Adam Thielen and Tutu Atwell in uh, yardage props. I'm liking it again. Right now they have a over 51 and a half yards, both of them. Both of them have an over and under of four and a half receptions. I think that I would say with the unknown of the Panthers quarterback, I'm going Tutu Atwell once again. I would say over 51 and a half would be the conservative conservative play and any time touchdown right now was plus 195. I think that's like fifth or something in the matchup, but I think he's probably one of the more likely guys to score. So I like that one. And then I can't help but think about tonight. And I think Romeo Dobbs has a really good chance of scoring tonight. Um, but a more, a safer play would be a reception uh, or yardage prop. And I think his line was like 38 yards or something. So I don't know. My official one is going to be 2-2, two -two, but my bonus one, just for you, Matt, because this won't air till Friday, is uh, is a Dobbs over 38 and a half yards. I am shopping for a live line right now. And we'll have some people in live. So it's not just for me, but it is for those who <laughs> make sure to tune in uh, when we do this in real time. Let's see. Romeo Dobbs receiving yards. Okay, it looks like it's gone up a bit from what you quoted. I am seeing 38 and a half at FanDuel and then a lot of 40 and a half. So yeah, definitely still in the ballpark there. I would go any of that. I think he's I think he breaks 50. That's my that's my prediction. All right. Well, to be faithful, we'll say over 40 and a half uh, yeah. for people like me who 
spend most of their time in California where that FanDuel number might not be an <laughs> option in the regulated market. Still plenty of 40 and a half out there for the taking. All right, Jason, I have one that I will run by you as well. And this one came to me courtesy of Adam Chernoff with Right Angle Sports. He mentioned Anthony Richardson, anytime touchdown. I'm seeing that priced at plus 140 right now. And the first two weeks of the season before Richardson missed week three, this line opened and largely stayed right around plus 180. And in week two, leading up to that second Colts game, Adam had expressed interest to me in this prop down to plus 125. So a lot of this was due to Shane Steichen usually using a scheme that relies on a quarterback being an active part of the ground game, especially in Indianapolis, a lot of attrition at running back. And with Richardson's playing style, yes, injury is a concern. We've already seen that come into play. But when he's on the field, a strong willingness to run and a phenomenal athlete. Any thoughts? Is there anything? I know first down, first down focuses more on running backs and wide receivers. But is there anything in the way of Anthony Richardson anytime touchdown score that would give you a sense to look to the yes at plus 140 or perhaps to the no? I love it. He's actually the top top uh, rusher in first down, first downs for quarterbacks right now. And he only played two games. So I love it. I think I think that uh, having watched the Colts, I have I have him in a super flex league in the Scott Fishbowl. So I'm watching a lot of the Colts games and liking what I'm seeing. But I love it. I think I think he has a really good shot of a rushing touchdown. All right, cool. We will add that to the mix. I will take a moment now to remind the audience that I am partnering with Adam and his team at Right Angle Sports in an affiliate capacity this season. Right Angle Sports has built a reputation as the gold standard for picks from pro sports bettors and new this football season. They've got something for everyone from college football to the NFL. And you can support this show by supporting Right Angle Sports. I've got a custom link that I built tinyurl.com slash raspicks. If you're catching this on YouTube or in podcast form, that link is also in the show notes. And on Twitter, that link is in my bio. Jason, thank you for the rundown on sides, teasers, props. I will give a rapid fire rundown of what we can dub the props and hops NFL week four portfolio here. Jason on Seattle and on my odd screen, they have just caught some money. I don't know. Maybe some other few tuning in live have really taken your Seahawks (laughs) case to heart because the Seahawks are now favored. I'm seeing as high as minus one and a half, but consensus minus one. So Jason, if that's still good in your book, we'll say Seattle minus one. And I will go with New Orleans again, minus three up to minus 120. Consider that good up to minus three and a half at even money. From a teaser standpoint, Jason going with Kansas City minus two and a half at the Jets paired with the Raiders plus 11 at my beloved Chargers. And I'm going with Kansas City as well, minus two and a half at the Jets. But I am pairing them with Philadelphia minus two hosting Washington. Last but not least, from a prop betting standpoint, Jason's on 2-2 Atwell, over 51 and a half receiving yards, anytime touchdowns for plus 195. And as a bonus for the live audience, Romeo Dobbs, over 40 and a half yards receiving tonight in Packers-Lions. And with the consensus we've got, let's go ahead and uh, also make it official for the show's portfolio. Anthony Richardson, anytime touchdown score, consider it good at the current price of plus 140. And based on what I heard from Adam, Uh, A little bit of wiggle room all the way down to plus 125. We consider it good to bet on Anthony Richardson to score a touchdown for the Colts in that Rams game. A lot of prop action in Colts Rams. So I guess on my multi-view on a YouTube Sunday NFL ticket this weekend, I'll have to, I'll have to pull that up. Or I guess being in LA, I'll be back home. It'll be uh, on a local channel, but I was not planning to watch Colts Rams. Now it's going to be tough not to. I love it. I love it. You know, that's the fun of uh, picking games that you wouldn't normally watch. (laughs) 